0: Should be played at high volume. Nicker's blocking his teammate. White flag. Just time. One to go. He's got to block two teams. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Pit Stop. Thanks to everyone listening on WTOB in Winston-Salem and our friends at WCOG in Greensboro. And if you happen to be catching this program on a later podcast form, we appreciate all the folks listening out there. I'm your host, Randy Pettit, of this particular program. We call it the Pit Stop. And we take a pit stop from the grind of short track racing across the Carolinas, to talk to some of the stars of our sport. And tonight we've got one of the biggest names in modified racing over at the Madhouse as our special guest. He's a guy that I've known a long time, been waiting to get him on this program. And I've I had his tire specialist on one of my shows earlier in the year, and she was happy enough to connect me with our guest and uh I'm going to introduce him by hopping in the Wayback Machine tonight. We're going to hop in my time machine and jog his memory. Ladies and gentlemen, hopping in the Wayback Machine tonight with me on the pit stop, the one and only Lee Jeffries of Wahlberg. Lee, we're going to hop back in the Wayback Machine to July the 29th. It was a hot summer night at Bowman Gray Stadium. You had not won in a while. But you were back in the number seventy-five machine, the one that your dad made so famous with two championships at the Madhouse. And finally, you broke through. You led qualifying, led all twenty-five laps, and you hold off a couple of guys that we all know well, Bert and Jason Myers. And that night, uh, Junior Miller also got his 74th and final Bowman Gray Stadium victory. And Junior told the crowd, I'm done. I'm retiring. I'm walking off in the sunset. And, of course, we all know he lied. <laughs> he came back and uh, spent some time in that second John Holloman racing machine. And, uh, of course, we give we give Junior space, and we're glad he came back and raced some. But that was a very, very special night for everyone at the Madhouse. I was there on the microphone and Lee, it was an emotional night when the 75 returned to the Carolina Woodforest winter circle at the madhouse. Talk about that very special night.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, when he passed away, I decided I was going to run that number, you know, until I quit, uh, and we'd tried and tried to try to get it in victory lane again. And, uh, you know, everything just finally worked out and, uh, The hard work had paid off and also the luck as well because, you know, you can have all the hard work you want to, but without a little bit of luck, it's still hard to win a race over there.
0: It sure is. And, you know, for years, I've always tried to get you to open up a little bit on the microphone over there. And you were always Mr. Business, always very straightforward. Thank the sponsors. Thank the crews. But that night, I think you and I both were kind of choked up a little bit in victory lane. It was a very emotional night for you and for me. I I knew your dad very well. Uh, I'm not allowed to, you know, take sides or have favorites, but if you put a gun to my head and said, Hey, who are your top five favorite modified drivers? Lee Jeffries over there was one of them. And we spent some time after the races on Saturday nights, uh, down at a local restaurant on Peter's Creek Parkway. And. That's where he got forever tabbed. Our nickname for him, Short Stack, because he liked that short stack of pancakes. Uh, He and his team were very kind to me in his two championship years at the Bowman Gray Awards dinner. We spent a lot of time together. And, folks, it's hard to talk about Lee Jeffries without first uh, telling you just how great his father was and still is. 720 modified starts, Lee. Uh, top five all-time out of everybody over there. Only Junior Miller has more, 753, and I think maybe Alfred Hill may have passed him with a couple more, but your dad right there with the all-time greats. Um, He was, of course, the 1994 and 95 Bowman Gray Stadium track champion, 33 victories at the Madhouse in main event competition, 12th all-time, 204 top five finishes, 382 top tens at a place where it's so difficult, uh, to, to just make the show some nights, much less, uh, finish up there in the top five or top 10, your dad, certainly one of the all time greats at the madhouse. What was it like, um, being in the household with such a great driver and a guy that eventually showed you the ropes around the madhouse.
1: I mean, it it was good. I mean, anytime I had questions about the racing or anything, you know, he was always there. Uh, he was the one that tried to keep me calm down all the time because I used to be a little bit wild. Uh, <laughs> do and tell. He, and he's, uh, he, you know, he kept me uh, grounded for the most part. So, but like I said, anytime I needed uh, some advice or anything, all I had to do is go to him and he was there uh, to lend a hand.
0: You know, I was there during the heyday of the father-son deal at the Madhouse. I was there when you came along with with your dad. I was there when Burt Myers came along in the Big Shadow cast by Gary Myers. I was there when Dean Smith came along with Don Smith. And let's not forget our friend Philip Hill with one of the other all-time greats there, Alfred Hill. So there are a lot of father-son combos coming up the ladder, uh, during my first run at the madhouse. Did you make friends with some of those guys? Cause you had that thing in common. You all were living in a very large shadow at the madhouse.
1: And for the most part, I mean, for the most part, you know, we was all, we hung out together and, uh, talked to one another because we was kids and our dad was racing and we was always around the racetrack. So, uh, sure. Yeah. We, uh, We had uh, friendships there with everyone, and, uh, you know, as time went on, it just seemed like one by one of us, we had our opportunities, too, to drive. So, yes, we all, uh, I mean, we used to go to all the uh, smart races back then, so we was all hanging out in the pits there as well. Lee, I uh, distinctly remember how quickly – uh, Dean
0: Smith ruined it for everybody, getting getting uh, his first victory in almost no time in the Modifieds. And, and I'm, I've been jogging my brain all afternoon trying to remember how long it took you to get that first win. Refresh my memory.
1: I honestly couldn't tell you. I, I don't know when the first win. I think, though, the first win that I had, I believe my dad had won the first race and I won the second race
0: that's why that's it that's exactly it right there you know we've been in racetrack so many times over the years some of this stuff all runs together but i can't remember if i was there or tim mcguire was there but a very special night for the Jeffries household father son win talk about that night
1: yeah i mean i don't know that that's been done a whole lot uh but uh and i mean really we hadn't thought about it before uh, but afterwards, you know, it was like, well, that's was a pretty big deal, you know, because the, uh, winner's pay come home to the, uh, our household at that time. So, I mean, that was pretty special. And I, I there's another thing, you know, we was hoping that, uh, at some point it'd be a father and son and one of modified titles, but, uh, looks like my time's about to run out on that. I,
0: I, I was going to touch on that. We'll, we'll circle back to that in a little bit. I wanted to um, talk a little bit more about your dad, and I want to get the, the tears away in this first segment here on The Pit Stop. I'm your host, Randy Pettit. Uh, all-time Bowman Gray Stadium modified great Lee Jeffries uh, on the line with us tonight. Your dad, Robert, raced, uh, what, about five decades over at the Madhouse. And in 2005, I was away from the stadium. I was actually... Um, uh, part of the, well, actually I was out of racing altogether at that point, 2005, he was diagnosed with the stage four, uh, kidney cancer to shorten the medical term. And I remember hearing that the doctors originally had given him 18 months to live. <laughs> well, they didn't know who they were dealing with, did they, man? Uh, your dad dug in and, uh he lived until February of 2017. So that 18 months turned in almost, what, 12 years? And I remember hearing you on an interview that Kenny Beck did with you and your dad that uh, you guys, um, you didn't talk about it, you said, that you just went right on like, like nothing was wrong. And that worked for a long, long time. And it was a really sad day when we lost your dad in February, 2017. What was it like coming to the racetrack every week, working on those race cars right there alongside your dad, knowing that, you know, how much, how much more time do I have with him?
1: Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, we, when we, uh, we started, uh, we formed our team, uh, out of his shop and my shop, uh, around that time and what the plan was he was only gonna run a couple of years and then I was gonna take over from that point on but once he was diagnosed with the uh, cancer uh, I knew the only thing that would keep him going was if he still raced <clears throat> so you know, it was a deal to where I knew as long as he could get in the car, that's what he needed to do because he lived for that every Saturday night. Uh, so I just knew as long as I could keep that going, that was a big, uh, big deal for him.
0: And and I would agree with that. I, I knew your dad pretty well, and I know how much he enjoyed Win or lose, he enjoyed being at Bowman Gray Stadium. He loved the competition. He loved the the needling, the friendly rivalry that he had with so many other drivers and other crew members too. And man, those fans loved your dad. He was one of a kind. Uh, he had a a really wicked sense of humor and certainly one of the greatest wheelmen ever in the history of the madhouse. And you know what? The apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. Man, you have you have really dug in over the years. And year in and year out, you've been one of the guys to beat uh, at the Madhouse. And you've won, you know, like like we said, 24 races. I wanted to talk about that in a minute in our next segment. But, Lee, uh, you you've came real close to winning the championship there. And I know that's really gnawed at you not doing it. 2014 is the one I remember that got away. You led the points going into the season finale. And Danny Bone won the uh, final race of the year, the uh, 150, and won the title I don't remember by how many points, but it wasn't much. That that one still, to this day, I remember I remember a restart late in that race. Or you know what I'm talking about? Where I think y- your contention was you were supposed to be in row three. The officials put you in row four. And those couple of spots wound up being the difference, unfortunately.
1: Yes, uh, that, that's true. Uh, but, you know, just like in anything, hey, I had all year to try to uh, – pick those extra positions up and I didn't do it um, I was not happy about that deal but hey that's just racing uh, that's the way it goes you know you just have to go on try it the next year to see what happens but I mean you know the reason I was in that position was because a couple other drivers had got in to it and they had uh, lost the meltdowns. yeah so so you know that, that's how I would got I was close as it was, but then again, that really put me uh, leading the leading a points. So, so you know, luck got me there. And, and then again, I I tried to over engineer the car for the last race. I didn't have a good setup in the car, so that hurt me as well. I remember you ran really good in the early part of that race and
0: just started sliding backwards, and Danny Bone did the opposite. He went to the front and wound up there and won the race, and, man, I I hurt for you. I I like Danny Bone his dad and his team, but, man, my heart ached for you that night. Lee Jeffries, uh, we are finishing up our first segment here on the Pit Stop, and, folks, we'll be right back after these messages, and we're going to talk about some good stuff with Bowman Gray legend Lee Jeffries when we come back. Hello and welcome back to this part of the Pit Stop here on WTOB in Winston-Salem, WCOG in Greensboro. I am your host, Randy Pettit, the man whose voice you heard for about 15 seasons over at the famed quarter mile in Winston-Salem, one of my home tracks. And the other track that I consider home is firing those engines up here real soon, North Wilkesboro Speedway, where our guest, uh, I, I think raced up there and I know his dad did North Wilkesboro Speedway held many, many modified races as a, uh, prelude, if you will, to the cup series races. And I was proud to be a part of the announcing team up there alongside, uh, the man that runs the hall of fame, Winston Kelly and his father Earl. And it was an honor to be a part of that tradition, big honor to be a part of the Madhouse for so many years. And Lee, let's talk about some recent history here. Uh, Back in April, you started fifth in one of the uh, second races of the Madhouse scramble due to that invert. And you won, man got, got that trophy early this season. And uh, I'm going to frame it for you here a little bit. And then I'll let you tell us about it. Daniel Beeson, and Brandon Ward, quasi-teammates, if you will. Those cars both came and out of the same shop. Brandon Ward, certainly no stranger to being in the front row. Daniel Beeson, not up there a lot. And those two had some contact. And the rest, uh, as they say, is history. And Lee Jeffries was the benefactor. Tell us what
1: happened. Well, I mean, uh, you know, right now, there's not an outside groove over there. So if you start on the inside, you better keep everything closed up so nobody can get a... Uh, inch inside there but uh hey they got to we got strung out there and they got to racing pretty hard and i seen they was making a little uh contact i mean you know daniel his car wasn't as good as brandon's but then again uh i think brandon was uh he was wanting to lead so i gave him just a little (laughs) bit of space there and uh lo and behold you know the the sea parted and i was able to get through there Yes, it did,
0: and you know, I was just thinking, you were talking, you have some of the rottenest luck of anybody I've ever seen over at the Madhouse, and for once, Lady Luck turned around and, and smiled on you that night, and uh, you know, that was, a, that was a big one for you, uh, you needed a win obviously to get some momentum here, because we're still early in the 2023 season, a lot of racing lies ahead, and I know you're still chasing that championship, but this one, this one puts you in the top 20. On the main event winners list, when you open up that souvenir program, which, by the way, is one of the very best in the country, I used to help put it together, help print it, and, man, uh, that's a great program. But you're now in the top 20 up there with your dad, 24 victories, tied with one, another icon of Bummy Gray Racing, Kernersville's mayor, Melvin Putin Swisher. How does it feel, man, to be up there in that top 20 You got, still got a few left to go to catch your dad. Is that, is that even a consideration trying to catch the old man?
1: No, I doubt very seriously. If I run long enough to catch him, I don't at usually at the best, I might win two races a year. So, you know, if I did one or two races, you know, I I don't think I'll get close to him.
0: Well, Hey, junior Miller raced into his early seventies, right? So come on, man.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, uh, the, you know, the top 10 to top 12 cars over there can win at any time. Uh, right. The comp- The competition is stiff over there, and, uh, you know, you have to have some luck over there. Uh, right now, the way the track has been for the last two years, after the repays, there's not been an outside groove. So, you know, it's a little tougher to get up through there, even with the cone. And... I haven't took the cone much in the last two years because uh, my past experience with my luck, <laughs> usually the wreck is out there and I'm in it. So, you know, uh, things has got pretty uh, tight with the sponsorship and, uh, you know, the uh, how much things are these day and time and even trying to get parts is hard anymore. So, and I I think that's a whole lot of the car count deal, you know, the car counts down in all divisions, uh, people tearing up a lot of stuff and it's a lot of work to get that stuff back together. I have a full time job and yeah, it's just tough
0: people, people, a lot of the average fans don't realize it is, it is a lot of work and, and I know you've got some folks that help you, uh, And, you know, I'll let you talk about them a minute. You know, nobody can go racing without sponsors and without crew members. Who are some of the folks
1: to help you do it? Well, uh, Phoenix Packaging and Skinner Warehouse, and they've been with uh, the 75 car for probably 35 years. Yes, they Uh, have. Great sponsor. uh, Brad's Golf Cars. Brad come on, I don't know, five or six years ago probably, and uh, he helps us every year. And he helps, you know, he sponsors the Modified Division over there. So, uh, without people like that, I couldn't, uh, couldn't do it. Uh, Wahlberg grill and pizzeria. They've helped us for the last couple of years. Uh, Gordon's radiator and AC repair and, um, Carolina drilling. Um, they've come on board the last two or three years and helped, uh, you know, we have SSR suspension out of Connecticut. He helps me with, uh, shocks and stuff like that. Um, but without st- people like that, uh, uh, Greg Butcher Trucking, he helps as well some. Uh, Trucking is not the greatest right now, but he helps when he can. And, uh, and, you know, a lot of people don't realize it, but the crew, they, they're there yes. every Saturday night. Um, my Uncle Grady, the, he's there every week. You know, when they run their car, uh, their crew helps me as well. Uh, when they're not running, they're there. So when they're there, then it thins us out a little bit more, but, uh, without all those people, you know, you couldn't do it. Uh, Alfred, he started, uh, some races for us, you know, a couple of years ago, even when my dad was alive, actually, yes. uh, he passed dad on the all time start list. Correct. Uh, you know, when, uh, he I was, was thinking he, his had, he had car <clears throat> and, uh, Susan, she's come on board. She starts and parks the car some, and people don't realize that's a big help. I mean, uh, it's a big expense to try to keep the cars going, but uh, that is a car that, you know, if I need it for the second race, it's there. Plus, it brings in a little bit of money for, uh, to help me as well. So, that's like a sponsorship uh, while her doing that. So, yes, uh, the Hill
0: family, uh, great, great people, and I enjoyed my relationship with <laughs> Alfred and and Philip and Susan as well. Are you a a college football fan at all by chance, Lee?
1: I watch it. I mean, I just don't have anybody.
0: Well, you probably remember Florida State University head football coach Bobby Bowden. Yep, Bobby Bowden, the man that once joked he should have on his tombstone if it weren't for Miami. Yeah, (laughs) he would have been a national champion probably four or five times. Well, I'm going to put on your tombstone if it weren't for Tim Brown and Burt Myers. (laughs) Isn't that true, though? I mean, those guys just talk (laughs) about having the racing. It's those two guys week in and week out. Man, if they if they went and raced late models somewhere else, you you might be a three or four time track champion by now.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, but. I mean, them guys has been uh, two of the best over there. And I mean, you know, when you can't outrun them on a given night, you've, you've really done something. Uh, you know, Burt finished behind me the other night. He had a better car. I'd say right now, Bert's probably got the best car over there. Uh, I feel like we're about fourth or sixth place car consistently right now. But, you know, we were still working on the car. Uh, it's early in the year. We don't usually get cranking up good till about uh, mid season, really. And uh, we qualified outside pole the first week. Uh, oh, look out. So I thought, you know, we've, we've, the car's a whole lot better to start the year than it normally is because usually a hot track is when we uh, run the best.
0: You have, um, kind of made a decision i guess it's probably money to to not run any or very little on the smart uh the driver organized smart modified tour uh but you have came out and played a little bit uh, with us down at caraway speedway in the 602 modified and that's the last time i got to raise your hand and interview you in the winter circle uh talk a little bit about uh driving that 602 modified what's what's the big difference between those
1: two cars well mainly the difference is the horsepower. And uh you know it's uh it's a lot uh, more economical to run a 602 car. Uh, and I enjoyed that. I have a lot of fun doing that. But uh, I've decided that uh, actually I've sold everything of my 602 stuff now and I'm going to try to run uh the, if, if I can, you know, come up with some more sponsorship, I'm going to try to run the uh, June 23rd smart race at Ace Speedway. Right. And then I'm going to try to run the July 1st race at Carraway. Uh, but, Good you know, deal. it takes sponsorship. So and, you know, spon- not only sponsorship, but it takes uh, equipment to be able to drive very far to go into some of those races uh, and crew. I, you know, it's hard to come up with the crew. Like I said, I use my uncle's crew. They help me a lot, but on the smart tour, they've got their own car they run. So then that, uh, that, uh, hurts me to being able to go anyway. So I I don't want to take nothing away from them. Uh, but that, that is my plans. Like I said, if, if I can get some sponsorship to come through, that's what I'm, uh, planning on doing.
0: You have, uh, the absolute cutest tire specialist in the entire Bowman gray stadium pit area. And I'm not talking about Grady Jeffries. I'm talking about Alexis Penninger. Uh, how did you meet Alexis? And, uh, she, she was on our show earlier this year. Talk about having, uh, the blonde, the beautiful blonde, uh, getting those tires ready for your modified.
1: Oh yeah. She's uh well, she's always been in the pit area and I, she was helping someone else. And then I think they quit running for a little bit. And I think she helped, uh, a couple different people and, and we got to talking and uh, Travis that uh, Smith that helps on as Grady's grandson. He uh, he's works on the tires as well. And he got to talking to her and uh, she decided she'd help us. So she's been helping us for the last couple of years now. Uh, she has a lot of fun doing it and she does a real good job at it. Uh, and a lot of people, you know, they, uh, they asked me, is that your daughter? I said, no well why do you let her help <laughs> i said she knows what she's doing so you know i don't have to worry about it uh even on the 602 tires and stuff when we go to other racetracks she would go and she would take care of the tires there as well so i mean she's good at what she does and it don't matter to me if she's female or male um, it's just uh, you got a job to do and if you're good at it it don't matter
0: All right, we got 60 seconds left here on the Pit Stop. Lee, thanks so much for coming on tonight. Lee Jeffries, tell me in 60 seconds, what makes the Bowman Gray Stadium fans so special?
1: Well, they pack the stands in there, and uh, they will holler and root for who they want and uh, holler and root against who they don't like. So, you know, it's a mix of everybody. Uh, as long as they, uh, support everyone's sponsors up there, that's all that matters because, uh, without them supporting those sponsors, uh, there wouldn't be a, we wouldn't be able to go over there and race. Uh, but you, you won't find any more passionate, uh, people in the stands than you do at Bowman Gray stadium.
0: Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the man who is now in the top 20 all-time on the main event wins list at the historic famed quarter mile, Lee Jeffries, on the pit stop tonight. Hang there with us. We'll be back with segment two, and we have Ace Speedway late model champion Dustin Rumbly when we come back.